Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Switching over to the defensive side, Joshua, I haven't heard your voice in so long. I'd love for you to get us started here. Otherwise, I'll put myself on the spot. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I told you I kind of felt like the kid that, you know, didn't read the book and had his book report coming up and, you know, wasn't very prepared. I was sitting here deciding whether I should do Bradley Chubb versus Laramie Tunsil. That was a really nice performance there. Um, but I had to look deep into the season. You told you gave me the homework assignment, find a late game. And I went with the Miami Dolphins loss, 34-31 loss to the Buffalo Bills on Super Wild Card Weekend. But instead of just picking one play to go through, I was going to cop out and pick my favorite player on the roster, Jalen Phillips. And Jalen Phillips was all over the field in this game. I did a cut up and one of the coolest things, you know, that can happen on Twitter is Jalen Phillips retweeted it. So nine total tackles, two for loss, seven quarterback pressures, three quarterback hits and a half sack. He was abusing Spencer Brown all day long and basically lived in Buffalo's backfield. Um, Bradley Chubb had a forced fumble earlier in that game that I sat here and, you know, debated whether or not I should go with. I don't know if you can hear that Doc McStuffins toy. Um, but uh, yeah, so this to me was um, just an overall great performance from Jalen Phillips, a budding superstar on this defense and a guy who, you know, throughout his career, you needed to see him play late into the year and stay healthy and continue to stack one game on top of another when the Dolphins needed it most. Yes, their defense gave up 34 points, but Jalen Phillips was all over the backfield causing havoc for Josh Allen. So not a specific play per se, but I just had to go there with Jalen Phillips again. Great against the run in that game. Great at rushing the passer. Did a little bit of everything. That was my performance. That was my homework assignment. Sorry about the Doc McStuffins. Merrick, isn't it so weird that the defense gave up 34 points? And I think we can all, as Dolphin fans, sit here and say the defense is what kept them in a game where they lost 34 to 39 in some wacky, wild universe. Yeah, you know. 34 points, you're not going to write home about that. that that's, that's quite a few points to give up, but you are playing the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, that's a good offense over there. Uh, but you're right, defense had uh, uh, some solid plays in that one. You're, you're looking at the, the, the fumble recovery for a touchdown, I, I believe, to start the second half there. That was just a, a phenomenal play. I think that's where a lot of us Dolphins fans started, you know, living in that, that world of hope. Like, uh, oh, man, I wonder – I wonder if we can do this. I wonder if we can we can pull off a miracle here and and get the upset here in Wild Card Weekend, win our first playoff game in over 20 years. Alas, it was not to be. But yeah, that's a, actually a really good observation, Jake. The defense gave up 34 points, and and uh, you know that's not great, but they also uh, contributed on the offensive side, scoring some points themselves. So the defense giveth, defense taketh away. And the cool thing about. Uh... You know, Jalen Phillips, Josh, I'm sure you saw this too. The motor is absolutely bananas on this guy. It seems like every play he's fighting through two guys to stay at the quarterback. And I'm curious to get your thoughts about watching that game because Josh Allen is such a big physical quarterback where dudes just bounce off of him. And that includes Jalen Phillips. So when you saw that picture of his thighs this offseason, Josh, how do you incorporate that into your analysis and projection going into this year? Yeah, he looks even more like Machamp. I'm going to set every chance I get. But I mean, he is a guy that is just a behemoth. And I don't know if you guys remember, but prior to that game, he was shirt off, you know, working out and doing all sorts of things in the snow. So 
or maybe that was the game earlier in the year. I'm sorry. I get those two mixed up. But either way, man, the fact that he was just living in that backfield, had no issues bringing down Josh Allen, was relentless. You know, he never gives up on a play. Um, that's something the Dolphins need moving forward. We put his jersey in the ring of honor many, many years ago, Jake. I think as soon as he was drafted, um, you know, he just continues to build on those performances. And the fact that he's still hungry, still realized that he can get better, I'm excited for the future. So when you look at what Jalen Phillips is, we needed that Jason Taylor-type pass rusher, a Cam Wake. This is our new guy now. He's our budding superstar. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the future. I will actually jump in here, and I'm going to start with a question. Uh, guys, are we underestimating Cater Kohu? I really think that the Dolphins just re-signed Cam Smith. You got Nick Needham coming back. You got Trill Williams coming up. Guys, I think Cater Kohu might be – Josh, I'm going to say he might be him. All right, because I'm going back to that Buffalo game in the snow. There was a very weird, unique play where the Buffalo Bills tried to beat the Dolphins. Stephon Diggs was in motion in the backfield. He was setting up for a screen on a play. Uh, Kohu was lined up in the slot and shoved his guy five yards behind the line of scrimmage, opening up, opening up a hole for Stephon Diggs to have three negative three yards on the play. Very impressive. It's one of those situations where you just expect Stephon Diggs being that all-pro wide receiver to be the guy. The fact that Kohu could burst open that play, be that guy to let someone else make the tackle was huge. The following play. What is it now? We're looking at second and 13. Coverage down the field is fantastic. Kohu's sitting in his zone at the second level there. Uh, Josh Allen decides to dump it off to Devin Singletary. Kohu comes up, makes a fantastic tackle just after a one-yard game. That's two straight plays where Kohu was responsible for a total of negative two yards. That right there is so game-changing, so impactful, but it's not as impactful than on third and, what, 18 after a false start by the Bills, Josh Allen completes a ball right over the middle to Gabe Davis. He's surrounded by five guys, but he still got the first down. So to me, I kind of look at these situations where – Josh Boyer's offense was fantastic when everything was going right, when they could blitz, when they could get that one guy running free, when you have these DBs who understand their assignments. That being said, you still give Josh Allen enough time in a situation like Josh Boyer operated in, he's going to find that guy. So to me, it showed the great, great, okay, what are we missing from the Dolphins? And I think that's where Vic Fangio can play a huge difference because the Dolphins in this drive, in this sequence specifically, it wasn't the blitzes. It wasn't these unique pressures that got uh, Buffalo flustered. It was just great, you know, IQ plays from Kohu and the defense understanding what the offense is trying to do. I love that we're still talking about the Bills because, I mean, here I am about ready to talk about my defensive uh, plays here. And I'm also going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. We got Bills on the brain, and for good reason. We're coming for that division title in 2023. Um, you know, that's kind of the, the the hot, trendy topic on, on Twitter these days is uh, can the Dolphins overtake the Bills for the division? And apparently we think so because we're going to bring up these these Bills games even more. So I'm actually going to go right back to that week three game talking about my stuff here. Uh, and it's not any one play, but it's just it's the last couple Bills offensive series where the Dolphins needed stops to preserve the victory. They were up 21-17. Bills got the ball. They were driving down the field. First and goal. They stop them on first down. They stop them on second down. We get to third and goal. Josh Allen tries for a ball in the back of the end zone. Xavier Howard makes the pass breakup. Probably should have been intercepted, but he, he got his hands on it, knocked the ball down. Bills go for it on fourth and goal. Allen, this is the classic play. Josh likes to put it on Twitter all the time. 
when Josh Allen skips a ball in the flat, I think he was trying to get it to Stephon Diggs, couldn't quite get it out there. Josh loves to do it. And you know what? These, those Bills fans deserve that after talking about Tua's arm strength for all this time and then, and then Tua lighting him up a couple times uh, last season. But then we get the classic butt punt, uh, which Josh also likes to put out on Twitter. This is a very gifable, gifable game for Joshua Houts. Give him a follow on Twitter at Houts. Uh, anyways, you, you get the butt punt, which results in a safety. So now it's 21-19. That's actually really important in, in the scope of that game because the Bills get the ball back only down two points, which means a field goal wins the game for the Bills. And the Bills do what the Bills do. They start driving down the field over and over and over, a little dink, a little dunk, get, getting into field goal range. They end up getting, I believe it was a holding penalty. So so now they, they lose 10 yards. Uh, and they have to – they have no timeouts left. They have to get the ball into field goal range. Josh Allen drops back, ends up dumping the ball off to Isaiah McKenzie, who tries to run upfield but then also get out of bounds so that it can set up for the field goal. But Javon Holland and Melvin Ingram, they wrap them up. They tackle them inbounds. That clock keeps moving, and Allen isn't able to get the next snap off in time. And the Dolphins win the game 21-19. All of us survive – the mini heart attacks that we were suffering as the Bills were driving down the field were long-time suffering Dolphins fans. Don't tell me you guys weren't going, oh, here we go again. Bills drive the field, kick the field goal, and we get an almost victory. Doesn't it feel like something was a little bit missing there, Josh, I, I want to ask you, because it was such a great win. It was such a big win for the Dolphins. But as Merrick mentioned, there was an opportunity there for the Bills. So I, I kind of like seeing this because you saw how everything has to go right for that bend and bro- don't break defense to really operate so Josh I'm curious to hear what you think in terms of the situation the Dolphins were in in that game specifically compared to what we might see out of Vic Fangio and how this defense might approach a situation like that compared to maybe a few exotic blitzes and and you know that last second throw to Stephon Diggs uh, all things considered I mean he was open he was ready to catch that and rip our hearts out so I I, I do think we have to make note of that if we're going to talk about that play yeah I think it just goes back to how conservative Josh Boyer was at times right so I hope to see Vic Fangio, you know, probably keep the pedal on the metal in those situations. But you're right. I mean, it goes back to just how perfect everything had to be for the Dolphins to come away with that victory. I mean, I still thank God every day that that ball skipped into the dirt, right? Because I can use that video. I can post that when Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden and make jokes about how they need to make sure that's in this year's game because um, it just w- shouldn't have happened. I mean, Josh Allen would normally completes that pass. I mean, in those situations, like Merrick said, the Bills normally drive downfield. You know, they get out of bounds. They continue moving the clock, and they end up finding a way to win that game. So, um, for me, I just hope that with the personnel now that Vic Fangio has, with how good his defenses are, um, this Dolphins team can counter and not put themselves in some of those situations where you are relying on Josh Allen to skip a rock late in the game or, you know, a guy not to run out of bounds and forget what the clock, play clock's saying. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my answer to that. And I just think that Vic Fangio, Jay. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Phillips, like we mentioned, going into another year, getting bigger, better, Bradley Chubb healthy. They have so many pieces that they should be able to go head-to-head with the Buffalo Bills. And I think the Bills fans, you know, that a lot of them aren't too uh, – they really don't care that they lost Leslie Frazier this year. And I think that's going to come back to bite them more than even they know. So um, that's me putting a little jinx and sprinkling that in there. So, yeah, man, I, I hope to see a Dolphins team that's ruthless from the first first play to the last play. 
considering that depth in the secondary too is a little bananas. Keon Crossan was out there. Justin Bethel was out there. I don't think these guys will see much of playing time, especially at the position of cornerback for the Dolphins. We already hear someone like Trill Williams being shuffled into the secondary in terms of being a safety instead of a cornerback going into next season. But generally speaking, I just think it was so risky at times the way this defense was working. There was a play in that Buffalo game in Buffalo uh, during the regular season where McDaniel started freaking out at Josh Boyle, Josh Boyer because the Bills were driving and then there was like a 12-man on the field penalty against the Dolphins. It's just those little things where uh, you don't need the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league to fix those things, but I think it's just as helpful to know that these guys are going to be in the right situation to get the job done when it is needed most.